Howdy do, my wolf pups. It's your rootin' tootin' DJ Wolf the Dog. Emphasis on the tootin'. I have horrible bowel issues. Please send some toot medicine into the interdimensional hallways I wander. But I will not let my passive, massive gas emissions ruin this transmission, which is broadcasting live from 694.2 PTBP. I think I smell something funky. We must have a new Howlin' with Wolf. This week's Howlin' with Wolf is from Mason in Orlando, Florida, who tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretending Pod. A thing you will also do the next time you are on the Twitter, Mason writes. The Yatil Arts Foundation would like to invite you for a one-night-only performance of the show that everyone is talking about. Leroy and Juan. Join classically trained performers like Liberty Siegel, Issa Albarsumi, and Craig O'Doul as they transport you to the magical realm of Carcosa through the unforgettable songs and legendary choreography of the 1895 classic. Tickets are going fast, so hurry to your local performing arts center. If you see the yellow sign, you're in the right place. Huh, well, Mason, uh, I think I'm gonna have to start getting my producer to start proofing some of these howling with wolfses. Because some of y'all just in the wildest shit, and it truly does scare me. Mason, I hope your weird performing arts thing is fun and not creepy. It better not be creepy and weird, Mason. If you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag at Pretending Pod on the internet, or write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let us know about it. If you want to find Scott on Twitter or hang out with the cast and other listeners on Discord, or listen to some of Justin's incredible score, then Friendship Ended with Zelda, now Link is my best friend, and all the links are in the show notes. And what does Link say when he meets one of a set of explicit or understood regulations or principles governing conduct within a particular activity or sphere? Hi, Rule. Fuck Ganondorf Dragmire, it's time for the news. Last time, Elden Ring ended up dancing with a woman whose mind was already owned by some force greater than Elden had ever met. Such force that Checkers, Elden's leader, had to pull out smelling salts to bring the psychic back to reality. Lafayette J. Honeycutt teased his own invention as he and his man, Harvey Brewer, climbed up a frozen ladder to the top of the tower, adorned with Cicero Mordaunt's strange aerial antennae. While up there, Harvey saw something indescribable flying through the winter storm and toward the house. But at the very end of the last episode, Elden Ring basically pledged allegiance to this unimaginable power that has taken hold of the guests here. And when Checkers brought him back again, the changed psychic stared into the pitch black eyes of Reverend Nye, who winked. If that doesn't give you shivers, then you need to release the tension in your jaw and shoulders. Here, uh, maybe this'll help. It's Isabel Crane with Hollow. I didn't know 
like to recount what happened last time oh shit welcome to pretending to be people <laughs> psychic attack psychic attack psychic attack <laughs> if it's dark look in the window and there's a face there <laughs> if you're stoned right now and it, it's dark outside don't look in the window the nightmare, face nightmare, is there nightmare. <laughs> there's not uh, someone in your closet you don't have to check but there is somebody in the back seat of your car. Oh. <laughs> That's why the car behind you keeps flashing their brights. <laughs> oh, no. Forget, people listen to podcasts while driving. Cut this bit. No. Put in honking <laughs> noise, uh, honking okay. noises. <laughs> yeah, put in sirens. People sirens. love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That happened to me the other day. It made me so angry. And it was another actual play. You know, that wasn't fun for me. It scared me. Yeah. I don't like cops. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> yeah, in the words of John Lennon, get a job, cop. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here in the uh, pretending to be people uh, uh, episode <laughs> with a special guest named Scott Dorward. Scott, thank you for joining us once again. Oh, my pleasure, gents. My pleasure. How do you think it's going so far? It's accelerating nicely, and I am looking forward to doing horrible things to all of you. Nice. Yeah, yeah we're going to die. Our bodies are ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zach, big thanks for taking that huge luck hit for me in the last one. I'm a team player. What are you at now? I am down to two. No, I'm just kidding. I have 51. <gasps> Oh shit! After you all had, that, you'll be nice. fine. You yeah. had mad luck. Okay, yeah, sixty-five luck. Wow! You, you won't need luck for anything else in this scenario. <laughs> I'm at I'm at thirty-two right now, so I could still survive an atomic blast, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just barely. I would have been at thirty-two if you hadn't taken it for me. Oh well, you're welcome, my dear sir. I'm still sitting pretty at sixty-five. You need to start doing more crazy shit. I'm currently wrecking alien technology. I think I'm going to be start yeah. having to use some luck. <laughs> so yeah, last time we left off, you guys were in the tower. Uh, Destroying. We had discovered the secret of Mordant's tower thanks to Zach's luck sacrifice. And the secret was it was set up to receive some kind of alien transmissions. Or, in, or send, I think. Yeah. Uh, send. send. Possibly okay, yeah. some sort of psychic thing encouraging people to enjoy the invention. Yeah, meanwhile, Checkers is uh, chatting it up with an heiress to a fortune. Mm -hmm. A real uh, Greg over there. I am. I'm pulling a Greg. uh, And then. Succession reference. uh, Yeah, the senator still 
haven't talked to him. Have and yet I d- to talk I to doubt, the senator from Vermont. I doubt that we'll be able to get to a psychic attack, psychic attack <laughs> on him because uh, why, Zach? Well, Elden Ring, which is my full name, use it or lose it. Uh, he's like, Losing is an option. Please, please lose it. <laughs> when Scott I goes, think it's a really fun joke. Scott, what would you have my name be? Um... I mean, literally anything else. <laughs> All right, I'll be literally he's, anything he's else. Link, he's now, he's now Link from Zelda. <laughs> no, it, when uh, when uh, we go back and listen to this, uh, and every time Elden Ring is said, it's just Scott introducing himself. It's like, yeah, I'm Scott, Scott Dorward. Dorward. <laughs> every time Elden Ring is said, it's it's replaced with it's a me, <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> or you could just call me Keith, since that's like. <laughs> yeah, we can spoil maybe at this point that your character is inspired by Keith from the Righteous Gemstones. And yeah. you have been hitting some character moments with that in mind that have made Joe and I um, <laughs> almost wet our pants. It's been a really fun experience. I'm happy to have such a delightful cult leader to be playing alongside, as well as a crew of two that no one should outdo the, 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 the brewer and the uh, whichever name you're going by. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Ellington. Dave Ellington. Isn't that a pretty good fake it's name? It's fucking yeah. great. David Ellington, or is he just birth Dave? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I am going by David Ellington. Yeah. It's very familiar for you two to call me Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but where we really ended off is uh, the Elden Ring here reached into the depths of uh, Partygoer's mind, specifically uh, Margaret Payne, the philanthropist reached into her mind and was met once again with a voice that uh, basically uh, enlisted Elden Ring to make sure that the partygoers know that nothing should go off without a hitch this evening, that Mordant's new invention should be well received, and that everyone should know it's going to change the world, you know. And so, then he comes to and sees the Fucking religion man with black eyes. Did you forget the word reverend? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The fucking religion man. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, then you looked at Checkers and said, Are you excited for Mordaunt's new invention? It's going to change the world, you know. See, isn't that a great Keith, everybody? (laughs) Doing doing Keith from the Righteous Gemstones? Uh, When, yeah. When he says that to Checkers, immediately he's... Psychic attack! Psychic attack! Psychic attack! Are you really attacking him? Okay. Isn't that how I would like put yeah, it in? Yeah, it kind of cool. is. You know what? Like you said, you huh? would, you wouldn't. I did say that, but you like, and you meant it. But now you have no choice. I really don't. <laughs> okay, so do is it a power contest or Scott? Is this cool? Um, if if you're both happy with this, I am absolutely ecstatic. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, shit. I succeeded with a 38 on a 90, and I got a 31. And what is Checkers' um, pal? 90 as well. Oh, God. So you're both tied. We're in a mind lock! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, normally it goes to the person with the higher pal, but you've both got the same pal. So... I am happy, I think, to treat this as a stalemate. So, yes, Checkers can feel... Yeah, for some reason, Elden has turned against you, it seems. He is trying to implant these thoughts in your head. 
But at the same time, he has at least implanted some of them that perhaps you can feel that he really wants you to go out there and convince everyone else at the party that Morden's adventure is going to change the world, you know. Yeah, so I can feel that, that he's done this to me. Elden Ring starts crying. Elden! <laughs> Elden, what is the invention? It's going to change the world, you know. Checker starts, like, backing up a little bit, and he wants to get the fuck out of this room. He doesn't want to be around psychic attacks. Checkers! Yeah, Checkers runs out the, like, It's going to front. change the world, you know! He, like, runs out the front into the snow. Um, how far away is the tower from me right now? A uh, couple of minutes' walk. Yeah, I mean, you, you can see the outline of it. It's quite dark out here now. And there is really quite heavy snow. If you're looking around just trying to get your bearings there in the snow, you can give me a spot hidden roll. Fail. No, I mean, you can remember roughly where you came from, but you can't even make out the outline of the tower now. There's there's a few feet of snow, it seems, that have fallen since you've been in there. The, the cars are partly buried under the snow now, and you can't even see any footprints out here now. It's all been covered up. Yeah, I'm gonna... Since I didn't grab my coat or anything, I'm cold already, and Checkers is thinking, like, I just need to get to another... I need to get inside, but not around all the crazy people that are in there. He remembers, like, when he got poked in the eye by his pencil that they were passing, like, a tower... So he wants to kind of want, like, go in the direction that he thinks the tower is. Well, seeing as you're doing this blind, let's have a luck roll. Pass. 17. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, even though you can't see the tower, you make your way through the whipping snow, and you do eventually find yourself at the base of this structure. You can make out the general shape of it now that you're underneath it, but the, the visibility has dropped almost nothing now. He, like, reaches out to the, like, rungs of the ladder, and he's like, oh, I think there might be ice on this, so he gives it a little lick, and, yeah, sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> it, it tastes cold. Sure enough, it, is co- it tastes like cold, and there is ice on it, but uh, he's going to try to carefully make his way up because he's like freezing cold right now so he just wants to get inside somewhere yeah you you make your way up and it is not a pleasant climb every rung is now more and more slippery as you're going up and the wind is pulling at your clothing a couple of times you're really having to hold on tight to stop yourself being blown off but somehow you do make it up to this trapdoor and from the other side of the trapdoor, you can hear the sound of things being smashed. Yeah. You just, yeah, intense clanging and genteel screams um, <laughs> and the grunts of a brute. Yeah, it uh, that terrifies Checkers, but he's freezing cold and the only option is climbing back down this and he's not going to do that, so he... I think you might recognize... The sound. This Lafayette, okay, yeah. like in the yeah, screens. Yeah, I, I, as I'm trying to decide whether I climb back down to get away from this scary sound, I hear him him say something. I'm like, oh, I think that's the scientist. And I pop in. We comically stop in mid-motion of our smashing <laughs> and see him standing there. 
<laughs> oh, checkers. Fellas? Uh, Enjoying the party? Harvey, have you thought any more about that pamphlet I gave you? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a chance to read it yet. We're, uh, we're kind of busy here. You can read, though, right? Of you, course. I, okay, great. Checkers, be a lad and uh, grab, grab something blunt and heavy and, and start smashing all of this, would you? I'm going to look around. That's a fail on my spot hidden, so I'm going to grab... What's something shitty that would be up here? <laughs> just just kick something, Checkers. I don't know. Just smash. Smash, Checkers. I, I smash. start using my fists and feet to, to like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but there's a big guy. Tell, there's these two guys and a really big one telling me to do this, so I'm just going to do it. Do you see two guys in tuxedos just, like, kicking fucking you know, weird science machinery. This is what the liberal elite do at parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start smashing stuff, but also, like, there's a lot of cool gadget-looking shit here, so I'm going to start flipping switches while I'm, like, punching buttons and stuff. Okay, uh, yeah, flipping switches doesn't really do much at the moment because... Yeah, there's no power. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we no smashed power. it up good. <laughs> what? Did anything happen when we smashed the big bulb? It broke. Nice. Cool. I bet that was loud. <laughs> I bet it was like. <laughs> Checkers uh, is starting to really get into it. He's like hasn't really had an outlet for his like frustration in a while. So uh, in his coked up brain, he's like, yeah, fuck this place. <laughs> and he pulls out a lighter <laughs> and is going to try to just like set something. Oh, on fire. that's the spirit boy. <laughs> Uh, can you give me a luck roll, please? Scott did say earlier that uh, the flaming tower could fall and you guys could all live. <laughs> yeah, 25 on a 32. So you two managed to start a couple of small fires, but at the moment they haven't gone completely out of control. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you set an attainable goal and you achieve that goal. Yeah, as I'm, I continue kicking you know, like the stuff in here and I look at Harvey, I'm like, look. And just point at one of the fires. Harvey Harvey looks over and is surprised how into it you've gotten, but then notices the fire. Whoa, buddy! Uh, maybe too much there. Uh, we uh, we we're still up here. If this thing goes up, we gotta go down. And uh, yeah, fuck this place. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, fi- the fire is slowly spreading. It's it's caught onto some of the insulation on the wiring, and there's a bit of thick black smoke that is is now pooling into the air. But it's not out of control yet. Lafayette. He sees that. He's he's taking a break. He's like taking a heavy breather, and he thinks it's hilarious that <laughs> that uh, that sh- checkers. I keep wanting to call you Chuckles. <laughs> you, you surely can. Uh, Chuckles, I think it's hilarious what you've done in this tower, but I do think we should um, we should probably get a move on pretty quickly now. He takes a moment to look around, and he wants to steal the most advanced thing, intact thing he can, like an antenna, maybe. The most alien-looking deal. He's like, "Fuck you, Cicero! Like, yeah. I, I'll burn your tower down, and I'm gonna reverse engineer your technology." <laughs> the really alien-looking antennae are actually on the outside of the tower. I mean, you've smashed the place up. Or you could open up a window and lean out and try to unscrew one of them. The wind is really high at the moment, so this is not without risk. Harvey. <laughs> Dear boy, Harvey, would you please would you please lean out the window there and grab me one of those antennae before this place burns to the ground? Harvey just gonna do a smash with a fist through a window to try and reach out. 
and <laughs> grab grab a hold of the nearest antenna and just yank as hard as he can. I'd say give me a combined strength and luck roll to see whether you can do this without destroying the antenna and without cutting your arms to shreds on the broken window. <laughs> I rolled a 71. Uh, my strength is 90, but my luck is only 65. Okay, so that is a failure. So I think what that means is, yes, I mean, you've punched through the window. You've managed to wrench this antenna away. I mean, you've got bits of it in your hand, but you have cut your arm in the process. I'll say that you take only one hit point of damage from this, okay. but there is blood that is now running down your hand and... Or at least running down your arm and your hands getting a bit sticky and slick from it. And it might occur to you that this, you know, is perhaps suboptimal for your climb down again. Can I attempt a, uh, a first aid roll on him real quick? I mean, you can try. It's, I mean, it will take you a bit of time to bind the wound. And that fire is beginning to spread now. <laughs> so, mind if you, if you want to take the time out in the burning building to, to bind the wound up, you certainly can. I mean... Uh, at the very least, it'll be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, well, che- when Checkers sees this happening and sees him, like, cut with his 1% in medicine, he holds his lighter up. <laughs> Gotta cauterize it. <laughs> uh, no, why don't you why don't you hold off on the cauterization? Lafayette is looking at the, the briefcase that's never left his, like, hand this whole time, and he's looking at the flames... And he's like, I think we should probably, um, well, you know, hoof it pretty quick. He runs down the ladder without further consideration. Oh, you're such a tease. Well, seeing as you're doing this in a hurry now, fleeing the burning cabin, you're perhaps not getting the opportunity to be quite as cautious as you were the way up. So I think this is where I start asking for rolls. Okay. I'll give you a choice as to whether to make a dex or a climb roll, whichever is better. But what I will say is that as Lafayette is carrying his suitcase, I'm going to ask for a hard <laughs> Well, my dex is 30 and I rolled a 36. So you've so... missed by 21 here. You've got a number of rungs down, but now that you're you're trying to get down fast, I mean, these rungs are really quite slick, and you realize you realize that you're not going to be able to get down before the flames start spreading to the actual structure if you're carrying the suitcase. Oh! Well, then my only option is to open it, strap on the jetpack inside. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And Rocket Man away from the fucking conflagration. (laughs) So you are trying to, while in you know fifty or sixty mile per hour winds on this this icy ladder under a burning building, you're trying to strap on a jetpack. (laughs) Well, when you put it like that, Scott, (laughs) sounds simple, easy, and yeah, that's what he does. His design is as ergonomic as it is brilliant. <laughs> okay. In which case, and he I slips think it on with just these. for slipping this on in a big hurry, let's just make this an ordinary dex roll. Okay. Oh, you better fucking make it. 26. Yes! On a 30. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes, you can strap that on. And and what is your plan? Are you just leaping into the wind from there, or are you trying to just slow your descent? What are you doing? He licks a finger and holds it out and gauges, like, 
before it can it gets like whipped away by the 50 mile an hour wind <laughs> he says it is cold <laughs> <laughs> your finger tastes cold <laughs> it's cold he gauges the direction of the wind and leaps off with it and ignites ignites the jetpack and tries to you know he doesn't want to fight the storm he wants to rise with it into the air riders on the storm (laughs) so you are completely at the mercy of this jetpack so i think we'll come back to you in a moment (laughs) okay perfect (laughs) fuck yes dude that was amazing Uh, but let's deal with the other two first. So, you're in this burning structure, and you've just seen Lafayette down below you on the ladder strap something onto his back and then just jump off yeah, the ladder. Lafayette is like, we gotta get out of here. Deuces. Can I assume that it's on fire enough that, like, it's a pretty well lit. It's well lit. Yeah. I'm well lit, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think the darkness is the least of your problems. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I see that happen, and I... Uh, I like look around the room and I look at Harvey before we can even have the conversation about who goes first. I'm going down. Uh, Harvey is standing there a bit odd watching the rocket pack light up and start to take off. And he's the, the man, man did it. The man, man did it. It's working. It's working. Goodbye. Harvey. <laughs> and as he, as he watches wherever that starts to take him, uh, Harvey's going to start trying to get down the ladder also. Yeah, as as soon as I go down, I... Get your get your ass down here. We we need you in the group. Yeah. Like, I can't lose a cult member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Checkers, first of all, let's have a dex roll from Checkers to see how well you're clambering down the ladder. That's a 36 on a 50. Okay, so you're going down fine. I mean, it's, it's slow going because, again, you're having to every now and then just hug onto the ladder for dear life to stop being blown off. But you are getting down without falling off, which is good. On the other hand, Harvey and his wounded arm now. I'm going to ask for a hard dex roll because Got of the it. injury. It's a fail-fail. 62 on a 50. You're making your way down, but at the moment, the blood's dripping down off your arm and your hands slick. Every now and then, because of the blood in your hand, it's actually freezing. To I was going to say, I'm getting stuck to it every now and then. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when you're pulling it away, you can feel skin coming away Yay. from you as you're getting a hand free. Who's hungry? <laughs> He's going to try and rip off his sleeve of, of that arm and try and pull it down further so that he's not having the blood contact with the rail. I'll tell you what, let's be generous here. Let's treat this Ooh. as a push roll so there will be really bad consequences if you fail. But I'll say okay. because you're, you're, you're doing that, th- this sounds more like brute strength than dexterity. If you want to make a strength roll. Yeah, I would then, like to do that. Yeah. You got this. It's a 64 on a 90, so I pass, but not a hard pass. Okay, that. No, this just needed to be a, a hard. Okay. So, yes, you do manage to tug it down. and you, you know, I mean, that's that's not quite stopped the bleeding, but it slowed it down enough that you know, the, the blood isn't going to be quite as much of an impediment. So, yeah, I mean, with that, you can, you can clamber your way carefully and painfully 
down to the ground. Do I lose any hit points in the process? Is that is it that kind of no? You, you lost the one before for slashing your arm up, but that's it. Cool, cool. But the rest of it, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's largely cosmetic damage. Your hand hurts a bit from you know, losing a bit of the skin off your palm and your fingertips, but uh, yeah, that's just uncomfortable. Yep. Oh, you got a bright future ahead of you, though. <laughs> no fingertips. <laughs> You could do some stuff. <laughs> crime. Crime, crime, for sure. Also, in 1937, do they have that kind of forensics? Google yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Google yeah, it. Yeah, fin- fingerprint technology came in about 1900, and even from even from the 1930s, they could do latent fingerprints off fabrics and stuff like that. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm just saying this because I researched it for a different project. No, that's right. awesome. No, that's really <laughs> that's cool. Really cool. <laughs> that's, I, it's nice to have someone knowledgeable on the podcast. I guarantee I've Googled this before and then like learned it and then immediately forgot the information. <laughs> so that's not learning is it oh i'll forget it in a week's time but i was just recording something else two days back that required that knowledge so <laughs> nice <laughs> so let's cut back to the inside of the manor where hey, mr ring <laughs> had been given a new mission in life it's gonna change the world you know while you're wandering around the crowd, and I mean, most of the people that you're telling that to are telling the same to you. He's like stuck that. in the loop of the three guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we cut back, I'm the uh, fourth in the acapella group. <laughs> it's gonna change the world, you know. It's gonna change the world. It's gonna change the world, you know. You know. I'm sorry, can when we actually try this? my this baby yeah, see this. Mordant's invention. Okay. This is dumb. We, we can do this. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. <laughs> no, we can't. It's going to change the world. 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 You know. Oh, you're having a new theme song. Okay, that was good. <laughs> I, ju- I just love to think that the swing band up on stage is so taken with your number that they're actually joining in. Yeah. 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 We got they're, our backing band. us up. <laughs> God. So are there people that I see who are not under the same thrall that I'm under? I mean, it's difficult to tell. Uh, I mean, you're, you're sort of sounding people out. Uh, it's totally. Through your, your call and response method. <laughs> but um, while you're doing this, uh, Margaret Payne grabs your arm. Money. Uh, oh, hi. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know who, who else to ask, but I'm, I'm getting more and more worried about about Cicero. I mean, how, how's he going to be able to change the world with, with his invention? And it is going to change the world, you know. Oh, of course, I, yeah. It's going to change the world, you know. But uh, how's he going to be able to change the world with his invention if, if he isn't actually here? Where, where is he? I'm, I'm getting worried. I mean, we're, we're, what, two hours into the party now? He puts his hands on either been... side of her shoulders and says, we must go find him. We must. We must. We must. Let's. And, and she grabs you by the hand and, and leads you out to the ballroom. Perfect. Uh, quick question. Like, the people mm-hmm. in the house, are there, like, windows that they would be seeing, like, the fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, maybe, maybe if they weren't, you know, so distracted by the party Perfect. and if, if it weren't so difficult 
uh, to see it through the, the really thick snowstorm that's going on outside. They might have noticed, but as it is at the moment, no. As she's whisking him away, he's like, I just lost my best friend, you know, so it's nice to have someone new so quickly. <laughs> oh, you poor thing, she says, and, and puts a protective arm around your shoulder. He nuzzles. <laughs> uh, unbeknownst to Elden Ring, as Checkers is going down the, the ladder, he's thinking... We could pivot. We could pivot. <laughs> You're thinking jetpacks now. No, he's thinking, uh, he's like, the cult can just be whatever his invention is. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't believe in the bullshit I'm peddling. Because it is going to change the world, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit, it got Scott. <laughs> so... She says, uh, I've had a look around downstairs, uh, and, and I haven't managed to find him yet. I, I, I was going to check upstairs, but um, I, I just, I, I wanted some company because, uh, well... I fear nothing in the physical realm. Oh, uh, good, because uh, this is going to sound very strange, but I, I saw a... Uh, one of the maids upstairs, and it, 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 just in the gloom as I was heading upstairs, and th- th- there was something very wrong with her. Wrong how? Th- the way she was walking, the, she was hunched over, and uh, oh, this is going to, this is going to sound mad. You can tell me, Margaret Payne. But it looked like she had too many legs. I'm sorry. What did you just say, Margaret Payne? She had too many legs. Uh, she had two legs. That's completely normal. Too many. Legs. Oh, too many. That is. <laughs> oh, how? M- oh, yeah, that's a spooky. Name. And he starts picturing a maid with multiple legs. I, th- I think you triggered something in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that <laughs> online. I'm thinking like the lusty Argonian maid. I don't, don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a book in Skyrim. <laughs> Okay, well, that's okay. Sometimes we see things that don't look right and our brain rationalizes them so that we can understand the physical realm as it is in the spiritual. You'll be okay. Uh, Yes, of course, as you say, as you say. Um, uh, And if this leggy maid gets anywhere near us, uh, I'll call call into her brain to, to ward her away. Yes, you do that. She says and pats you on the back of the hand. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of like, he does the thing with his fingers where he's got two fingers up on either hand and he's like putting them to his temples. <laughs> and he, he's going like, Yeah, the two of you head up the stairs, Mar- Margaret taking the lead. And the hallway up above, I I mean, there's a landing, first of all, but there's a hallway that runs along for the landing that goes down the main wing of the house. Be careful, Margaret Payne. I will go ahead and make sure the coast is clear. Uh, Yes, yes. I'll I'll be right behind you. You can hold on to my shirt. Uh, That's very generous of you, (laughs) she says. (laughs) And he'll continue down the hall. Slow enough so that she doesn't fall behind, you know, with the shirt holding. It's the 30s, so people have fewer but nicer shirts. (laughs) (laughs) So it is. So you see down the end of the corridor, there's a set of uh, double doors that look like they're probably to the master bedroom. And one of them is slightly ajar, 
Uh, and you can see there's some light coming out of that. You could give me a listen roll as well if you want. I'd love that. I rolled a 73 over 50. And I would not okay. like to spend the luck. <laughs> but I would like to get on my hands and knees and like crawl at a brisk pace to try to get closer undetected to listen better. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you want to push the roll. I would um, like to do that. I, I think there's a good chance you might get caught in the act then because that <laughs> looks a bit suspicious. Yeah. Oh, 25 on a 50. Hard success. Okay. Nice. Then, yeah, you, you, you get down on your hands and knees and <laughs> Margaret looks a bit confused by this and then gets down on her hands and knees as well. <laughs> you, you form your little quadrupedal conga line down <laughs> <laughs> As you're passing by one of the doors, you can hear what sounds like howling wind from the other side of the door. I mean, you've obviously heard some of the windows rattling and there's the sound of wind outside, but it, it sounds like maybe there's a window open in this room and the, the, the wind's got in. The door itself is shaking. Margaret Payne, the window in this room is open. Um, well, that's unfortunate. Shall we peek in together? Or would you like to continue to stay behind me? Um, I, I, I suppose we could. I mean, that, that's Cicero's room up ahead, she says. I, I mean, do, do you think it's important that the window's open? I don't know, Scott, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking DMs, man. So I, 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 go, I, I turn back and I say... Um, well, he might not be in his room, and if the window is open here, it might lead us to learn more to be able to help him or find him. So I think we should open up the door. I think the brain of the house is behind the double door. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the bug brain from Starship Troopers. And Neil Patrick Harris touches it and says, it's afraid. I'm doing my part. <laughs> That's also from that movie. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. So, yeah, we're going to creep into the door. I know, I haven't seen it. Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to creep into the room where you heard the wind. Yeah, still on hands and knees. Nice. Okay, so yeah, you open up the door and there is a bit of resistance. And yeah, as you push it open, you realize, yeah, it is because there's wind blowing in from outside. There's also snow on the ground. With the window open, snow's been coming in. And there's a fair bit of it. This looks like it's probably a guest bedroom. It's made up as such. I mean, it's certainly a bedroom and there are sheets on the bed. Uh, everything's dark, however. And you can only make out vague shapes of furniture and the snow on the ground. Don't worry about me, Margaret Payne. My warmth is on the inside. Uh, good, she says. <laughs> It doesn't seem like anyone is in here, so he's just going to kind of get up and pop around. It's difficult to tell because it is dark. Gotcha. So he's going to whisper into the darkness, Is anyone cold? Uh, and Margaret from behind you says, uh, I'm a bit chilly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, forgive my ignorance, but uh, in 1937, would you be able to just like turn the lights on? Yes. yes. Okay. That helps me going into... <laughs> More of this game. <laughs> <laughs> if no one responds to my query other than Margaret Payne, Elden Ring stands up. All right. Well, if anyone is cold in here and needs help, maybe closing the windows, that would be good. But if not, I mean, Cicero, if you're okay, 
we're just gonna bye bye i'm talking to no one he's <laughs> margaret Payne. I'm, t- I'm speaking to no one and uh he heads back out into the hallway i mean the only thing is you could give me a spot hidden roll to see whether you notice anything in the gloom fail 37 on a 25 Cicero Dang. successfully hides in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will use I will use my 12, 12 luck to make that a success. Ooh. As your eyes adjust to the gloom, you can see that over by the window, one of the things that you thought was snow that had blown in, a, you know, a mound of snow on the ground. It's the cocaine that I've been looking for. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's not snow. That is someone lying there very still. Oh, whoops. I did not see you. <laughs> Are you cold? <laughs> You've got like a Mitch Hedberg uh <laughs> I did not see you. <laughs> I am so sorry. I did not see you. They they don't move or they don't react. Huh. All right. Escalators cannot be broken. (laughs) (laughs) And he's gonna, he's just gonna stare temporarily at the body for a little bit. Temporarily. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, sorry for the convenience, (laughs) podcast listeners. Uh, Margaret Payne, I'm going to approach this body. Do you know anything about the first aid skills? Um, not really. Well, Maybe if you didn't spend all of your money paying other people to be good at helping others, then you would know how to help someone yourself. <laughs> and he moves on to uh, the, the body. Very judgmental, she says. <laughs> you cut her pretty deep on that one. <laughs> Scott, weren't you the one talking about her like lazy eye? <laughs> He's oh. judgmental now. <laughs> That's a physical description. He didn't uh, 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 apply any emotions to the eye. Yeah, but he dragged her ass. <sighs> Thanks for coming back on the podcast, Scott. <laughs> yeah, any, anytime, I guess. <laughs> anytime, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up with this body? I'm going to poke it. Okay, yeah, you creep forward, and in the gloom, you can make out that it does seem to be the body of a young woman, and she she just seems to be in her undergarments, lying there in the snow, um, and you can see that there's there's blood soaked into the snow around her head. You should look oh, her to no. see if she's cold. I think <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. <laughs> this dead girl tastes cold. <laughs> to solve this mystery, I'm going to need two things a hammer and a whole army. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to lick the body. I'm going to. Come on. Gra- I'm going to grab some like cloth drapes if I see anything around to just like throw over the body immediately. Sure, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's bed linens that yeah. you can easily grab and throw on her. Margaret Payne, could you please close the window while I connect with this lady is, intellectually? Is that young woman dead? Yeah, I think so. There's only one oh way to find out. So oh I'm going to... Psychic attack, psychic attack. <laughs> <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Dude, if she's dead, you're going to kick her ass. I'd love... <laughs> 
I don't know how the psychic attack works, but maybe you'll die. You finally met someone you can beat. <laughs> God damn it. I thought you were supposed to feel cool in Pulp Cthulhu. <laughs> You're a loser. Your, your character is the vessel through which this story gets to feel very cool. But yeah, you are you are whatever Dark Forest is working through this home's uh, absolute bitch. <laughs> Yep, uh, just gonna gonna psychic attack this uh, probably dead body to see if she's still alive because I don't know anything about first aid. Yeah, I well actually roll just in case you roll a double zero. But I did not. I rolled a forty-two. Thankfully. Okay. Uh, yeah. I. The, she's she's dead. There's nothing there to probe. You just see a blue error screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four oh four. Margaret Payne. <laughs> yeah. Margaret Payne, there's nothing for us in this room. But but that young that young woman's dead. Oh, oh my god. Now we really need to find Mordaunt. Yeah, if there's a murderer, maybe maybe Cicero's in danger as well. Oh, oh my goodness. We need to find Mordaunt now more than ever. Let's go. Yes. Yes. And and she scurries out of the room. Uh, do, do you think we should alert someone as, about the, the, the dead girl? Only when we found Cicero Mordaunt. That is our first priority. And why, why, why was she in her undergarments? Pro- uh, hopefully because she was warm. Well, when you get hypothermia, uh, they sometimes they find people t- have well, taken their clothes off. Well, Margaret Payne, feel warm. sometimes when people are dying of hypothermia <laughs> like she did in the cold, <laughs> they have a strange reaction that makes them take off their clothes. It's science. I'm does, not does, sure it's real. Does, does hypothermia make you bleed from head wounds? In rare occasions, <laughs> yeah, such as, such as this one. If you if you die of hypothermia and like fall and the hit, and hit yeah. your head, yeah. Oh, that's clearly what happened. <laughs> yeah, you should just go back to the party. Sure, Sherlock Holmes says, uh, "Whatever isn't true is." <laughs> 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 So I think we're on the right path here. Yes. Oh, I hope I hope Cicero's all right. Uh, his invention's going to change the world, you know. I know it's going to change the world, you know. <laughs> and they're just crying as they walk down the hall toward Mordaunt's bedroom, <laughs> holding each other. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get on all fours again? <laughs> If you want to, we can leave that old corpse behind. Because if the old corpse isn't necessary to the mission, then it's no friend of mine. Uh, okay, so you, you crawl your way down the corridor towards Morton's room. And, yeah, as I said, the door is slightly ajar. You can see, I mean, inside, obviously, the lights are on because that's where the lights are coming from. Yeah, I mean, I doubt you've seen... Warden's bedroom before, but it's it's as tastelessly furnished as everything else. It's got garish wallpaper, um, a big four-poster bed with colorful drapes hanging from it. Uh, and one of his inventions was to make the bed uh, like rotate. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the first person to hang a mirror above the bed <laughs> to do coke off of uh, the rotisserie bed. <laughs> But it just fell off because he's <laughs> shitty at inventions. <laughs> well, he hasn't invented the anti-gravity Coke mirror machine. <laughs> no one has. <laughs> it's a shame. It's our last great frontier. 
But one thing you can see is over behind the bed, just poking out from it, you can see a pair of uh, men's feet wearing socks just sticking out uh, as if someone's lying on the ground just behind the bed. Hey, Mr. Mordaunt, Mr. Cicero Mordaunt, party time's got to go smooth, right? That's what's most important to religion, man. So let's carry on and talk to you now. You just hear a weak groan from the other side of the bed. Help me. Oh, time for those first aid skills, Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret's on her feet and she scurries around the bed. Are you following her? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you go around, you can see that there is something else unusual in the room as well. In that there's a a big freestanding wardrobe up against one wall. And the doors are open, but you can see that there's light coming out of it, and from somewhere apparently deep within it, you can hear what sounds like an electrical buzzing. Wow, what a fascinating wardrobe. Is Mordaunt okay? He says as he's just staring into the light. (laughs) As, As you go around, you can see that Cicero is lying there in this long shag pile carpet. Uh, He's wearing a silk uh, dressing gown, uh, garishly patterned. He looks pale. He's sweating profusely. And his eyes, they've got deep rings under them. And they seem quite sunken. His hair is, is matted with sweat. And there, lying just a couple of feet away from him, you can see that there's a bottle that has got some kind of yellowish liquid in it. And next to it, there's a, a, a fairly large hypodermic needle, a glass hypodermic needle, that's, that's half full of the same liquid that's just lying on the ground. And you can see his trembling fingers, they're reaching out towards the, the syringe. Oh, wow. Hi. Help me. Help me. Mr. Cicero Mordaunt, it looks like you pre-gamed a little bit too hard for your party. Need, need medicine. Oh, need yes, medicine of course. Help. And I'll jam that fucker full of whatever's in this syringe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, as, as you grab it and look for somewhere to inject him, you can see that there are track marks and weeping wounds, infected, pus-filled wounds all Ooh. down both of his arms. Gross. Cauterize it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, it, it probably doesn't take you long to find a vein to stick this in. All right, on the count of three, think about your favorite Bible verse, Mr. Mordaunt. To overcome the spider's curse, what? simply quote a Bible just, verse. <laughs> what, 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 just check me, you idiot. What's your middle name? What's your favorite color? And then he sticks him. <laughs> Almost immediately, you can see he shudders and convulses a bit. And then there's a deep sigh. Oh, oh, that's, that's much better. Mr. Oh, Cicero Mordaunt, you have a lovely home here. Thank you so much for inviting me to your party. Uh, Yes, yes, of course, of course. I I have no idea who you are, but I, I shan't have you thrown out yet. Well, of course, because I'm here because your invention is going to change the world, you know? It's what? Your invention. It's going to change the world, you know? Well, I, I suppose it is, yes. Um, I, I, I want to put it quite like that, but yes. What is it, by the way? 
Well, I, I, I'll show you when I unveil it all downstairs. I, oh, I, I should have been downstairs a long time ago. I, oh, Margaret, Margaret! <laughs> he pushes himself up from, you know, grabbing hold of the side of the bed and says, Oh, Margaret, it's, it's good to see you. I wish it were under better circumstances. From that, you know, the, the open wardrobe, you can hear that buzzing sound again. Uh, it sounds like it might be electrical sparking. It might not be. There's there's something about that sound that you can hear that, yeah, that's not electrical. It, it sounds maybe, maybe like a beehive. Hmm. <laughs> Cicero's just shaking. Uh, you, you can see, you know, his, his eyes are looking a bit clearer, though, and he, he's, he's standing up unsteadily. There's a big vein down his forehead that is just pulsing violently. Should have stuck him there. Yeah, I, th- I think I found a better vein. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'll let you two talk. You can catch up. Uh, yes, yes. Oh, well, I, I need to, I need to get ready. I need to get my invention ready. But he, he looks over at uh, Mister Ring, friend. You cannot. You cannot tell anyone of what you've seen here. You you do understand that... Uh, I promise not to tell anyone if you tell me what was in that syringe that I plunged you full of. It is a special serum I use as uh, to enhance my mental faculties. It it gives me... Mordaunt special uh, sauce. <laughs> yes, I... I suppose he could call it that if you were an idiot. <laughs> psychic attack! Psychic attack! Psychic attack! Are, are you psychic attacking? Fuck him? yeah! Fuck this dude! Yeah, he was rude. <laughs> Everything's got to go off without a hitch, including Mordon himself. <laughs> In which case, yeah, give give me a roll. Forty-one on a ninety, hard. Oh yeah, he actually fails. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, you you get that sort of simultaneous feeling of looking at him, but also looking inside him, and you're reaching deep inside him. Mm. And yeah, there's there's none of this kind of protection or darkness or anything that that you've seen in other people there. I mean, this is just a, an unprotected human psyche for you to do with as you will. He really digs his claws in to this mind space and just tries to plant exactly what the religion man planted in his mind. He's just trying to be a vessel to pass on. He's not even trying to do it himself. He's trying to open up himself to Mark. He's going to use Margaret as a conduit to get to <laughs> the thing on the other side so that it can push through him into Mordon. Oh, Okay. Well, I mean, you're trying to do this. You're trying to make the connection to to Margaret, but I mean, Margaret. I mean, the the conscious part of your mind. You can hear that she actually sounds quite alarmed and frightened. I mean, the, you can hear her going, "Cicero, are you all right? You're frightening me, Cicero. You're frightening me." At the same time, you can hear Cicero's voice saying, "Yes, yes, I I understand. Yes, it is going to change the world. It's going to change. Yes." Yes, he's going to change the world. I, 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 I must do as you will. I must do. And then there is this noise. <laughs> a, a, a loud banging sound, a loud wet sound. And from the distant place you are, you know, within your own psyche, you can suddenly feel something warm and wet 
splashing all over me. Did I just pee? <laughs> Almost immediately, you're broken out of the connection you had. And you can see Cicero standing there, just wavering backwards and forwards. The top of his head is largely missing. There's fragments of oh blood. Oh my God! Just blood splattered all over the place. His <laughs> mouth is just gawping open. And then he falls heavily down on the ground. Margaret Payne turns, running, crying out. And from the open wardrobe, you can just hear this buzzing voice screaming angrily, Release me! Let's cut over to... <laughs> oh my gosh. Holy shit. Wow. I didn't know a body could be hollow before its blood ran cold. I didn't know that the wind could sow through tissue and ragged bone. You were hollow in this boat to me. Hollow in your sand. I thought you might be starving, so I gave you everything. and rocks and devil's clubs and briars and dried red clay, crocus blossoms in February. Hear my teeth 
Rattling my jaw.